Welcome to This Week Health Community. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 fall conferences of Chime in San Antonio and Health in Las Vegas. And we wanna thank our show sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. And they are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com. And here we go. All right, here we are from the Chime Fall Forum. And I'm here with Brian Lancaster with Children's Mercy. And I'm laughing because I've gotten Chime Fall Forum wrong about three times already. I don't know why. It's tough to get it right. Um, it's but it's great sure. to see you. You've made the move from Nebraska Medicine down to Children's Mercy in Kansas City. So I, I think what I'd like to hear from you is How's it going? I mean, you're in your first 90 days. Yeah, it, it's going great. But I would say it's, you know, you, you read those blog posts of here's the 90 day plan for the new CIO. You know, it's really not a plan from my perspective. It's really a framework. I've written a 90 day plan. Yeah, you might have written one sometimes. <laughs> but I think it's, it really should be a framework because you first need to really get to know the organization. Right. You know, so I'm coming from the adult market and now it's pediatrics. And there are nuances and you really need to understand those before you start to maybe like start to just assume things and start to implement things that may not meet the marks. So I think really more about a framework. Well, let's compare our 90-day plans. So when I came in, we had a listening tour, right? And so the listening tour for me was, I went to the senior leadership, I'm like, who are the people I need to know? Like, who are the people in the leadership team? Now, we're also talking about a 16 hospital IDN. So this, my listening tour went on for about three months. Yeah. Uh, I was meeting with people. But I also asked the team, who are our champions? Who are the people that I need to talk to who are gonna be our champions? So, for me, it started with the listening tour. I, what, yeah, so listening tour, same with me. I, I would say it would just the same way, who are our champions, but maybe who are some of our critics, who are right. some of the people who are influential that we need to get engaged with. And then also, who's a listening tour with my staff? Because there had been some instability of the CIO leadership position for a while. So it's what are their perspective? How do I amplify their voice? And you know, I always like the saying of, if you get four people in a room, that equates to one genius. So we have a lot of geniuses in the organization. So how do I connect my staff with kind of a senior leadership team? And I think by kind of getting that connection point, really that's where the magic happens, if that makes sense. What does your time look like? Because I did the same thing with my staff. What does the time look like? What, the first time you're meeting with a staff member, do you try to get one-on-one -on -one with as many of them as you can? Yeah, so obviously with my direct leadership team, that's the, key, right. the cadence and established. Then it was kind of skip level meetings and then really just making yourself available for if anyone has ideas. And in a virtual world, it's both maybe a little bit more challenging, as well as there's some great opportunities. So I can pop into what we call huddles. So we have, we do a huddle system, tier one huddles, like the local team huddle. So you just pop into a team meeting you and you're there? Yeah, just pop in and just kind of listen and see how I can help. And sometimes you don't want to stop the collaboration because you know I'm the big suit or the title. So how do you make it comfortable? So we, we usually like to do an icebreaker, kind of change the energy in the room to like, Let's talk about some local sports, make the joke, and then, you know, what about this sort of thing, and just get the ideas flowing. And then from those initial interactions, always trying to say, if you have an idea, come reach out to me and we can start to engage in that form as well. So it's both at the team level, then also at the individual level. So you get to know the team, you get to know your champions and your critics, and obviously the executive team. You have to understand where they're going and those kinds of things. First 90 days though, the person I talked to that shocked me was uh, Sarah Richardson. 
she had scheduled all these meetings in the first like three weeks. Mm. And she did like, in three weeks, she did one-on-one -on -one meetings with everyone in her department, a smaller organization, but everyone in her department and all the key players within the organization. And she finished that very quickly so that she could hear all the different things that were going on. And then she had a handful of things that she did. And this just something I learned where it was just essentially, hey, tell me about your role. Tell me about your goals. Tell me about what you're trying to do. And then it was, tell me what your understanding is of what we're trying to do as an organization and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what she was able to identify very quickly is she needed to put a vision in place because as an organization, they had all gone in sort of their own direction. Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. I think I'm still on my listening to her because I think it also is not just about listening, it's like creating a relationship. And Absolutely. you can't just have a 30 minute, 60 minute meeting with anyone and have a relationship. Right. You know, a relationship really comes down to- It takes time. Yeah, how do you build confidence and earn trust? Yeah. And I think, I guarantee every time I have a discussion with someone, we get on a topic of what's one wish you have for IT? What, what would you want the CIO to do is a question I usually ask. And there's always a follow up. So what I try to do is kind of build confidence by doing that follow-up. And I think that follow-up kind of starts to get to the more meaty and maybe the more lofty goals in terms of what is our vision, what's our direction, and things like that. So, so I really think it is, how do you start to do the listening tour? How do you turn those into relationships? And then I think there's a component of quick wins. To, and there's always going to be something that someone needs or you know, the, the team might have been trying a project and they can't get it over the line. So how do you just create some focus for that too? Talk about the transition on the, so different technology stack, different set of vendors. What does that transition look like? So there's actually a lot of similarity between the vendors with, with one big exception, we're Cerner Shop at Children's Mercy, we're Epic at Nebraska Medicine. So it's a lot of the, the core infrastructure like VMware and Salesforce, ServiceNow, it's, it's, it's very, very, very similar. But it was kind of interesting just to see like different approaches. You know, like, oh, that's interesting, you, you did it this way. We tried this, and especially when you find that someone bring forward like a sticky project, like a project that they might have tried to do this a couple different times. One example would be, we've been working on tap and go for a little bit, and it, there's a, from my perspective, both a bad timing in terms of it was right before COVID, and then you know they, they implement a clinic and everyone goes home, so then there wasn't really that follow-up and addressing the issues as quickly as possible, as well as maybe some different approaches that I could bring forward from my previous organization that kind of helped push it forward. And at the end of the day, it's just, how do you allow for staff members to speak up and say, hey, we really should do it this way. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, let me get you some support and drive that forward. It's, what's funny to me is tap and go was my quick win. Yeah because the team had already baked it all, and they just couldn't get it off the ground. And so I come in as CIO, I'm like, all right, what do we have that can really help the clinicians as quickly as possible? Because we had a huge disconnect with the clinicians. And sure enough, it was tap and go. And we rolled it out across the board, and it was a significant game changer for us, going from two minute logins to first login, sub 60 seconds, and then tap and go. It was, at least for that, I think we had a four hour window where we yeah. let people yeah, so very, very similar approach. One of the things that was missing was that clinician feedback. And, and part of it is because we were hurried trying to hit a date. So it's like, okay, let's pick the first locations and make sure it works very well before you move on to the next. And that then gets this viral excitement, like, oh wow, this one floor nurse unit has it, we don't. So you get this like pinned up demand and people get excited about it. And I think that kind of builds confidence kind of over the course as well. All right, we'll get back to our show in just a minute. 
We have a webinar coming up on December 7th, and I'm looking forward to that webinar. It is on how to modernize the data platform within healthcare, the modern data platform within healthcare, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. We just recorded five pre-episodes for that, and so they're going to air on Tuesday and Thursdays leading up to the episode, and we have a great conversation about the different aspects, different use cases around the modern data platform, and how agility becomes so key, and data quality, and all those things. So great conversation, looking forward to that. Wednesday, December 7th at one o'clock, love to have you join us. We're going to have health system leaders from Memorial Care and others, the CDW is going to have some of their experts on the show as well. So check that out. You can go to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right hand corner, you'll see the upcoming webinars. Love to have you be a part of it. If you have a question coming into it, one of the things we do is we collect the questions in the sign up form because we want to make sure that we incorporate that into the discussion. So hope to see you there. Now back to the show. So what's next? We're in the 90 day. We're in the 90 days. One of the things I learned, and this is really listening to the staff, is you know, everyone's at Children's Mercy with such a connection to purpose. They love to be there to help change the lives of children in the region. And it's a very uh, emotional and engaging place because of that. But they didn't all know how the work they were doing connected to that kind of that loftier purpose. So we, we constructed kind of what we're calling an AIM. Basically, is we care by providing transformational, secure, and operational systems. And by connecting kind of what work they do from a systems perspective or an application development standpoint, they can understand, yeah, they are caring for children through good quality IT services. So what's next is basically turning that into kind of a strategic plan for next year and really going to kind of launch a process by which of getting senior leadership engagement, of course, but also to allow kind of staff to share their ideas and how do we get those ideas to kind of really fit with one of the key five objectives that I'm working towards. So Nebraska medicine is pretty big. The Children's Hospital probably is a little smaller scale. Do you find it to be more nimble and more? So one of the things I loved about Nebraska medicine was how nimble it was and how transformational it was. And at the same time, I, I see that at Children's Mercy as well. So I, I think it can be for sure. I think it's just how do we create clarity on what our goals are and how do we really engage the full department, the full information technology department, because we haven't always done that. There's been silos and pockets and really just how do you get that focus. So focus, clarity, and alignment is always key. I think by doing that, we'll get that nimbleness for sure. Fantastic. First 90 days, we'll have to catch up in, I don't uh, know, six months or You're going to keep me yeah. on my plan? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Goes. All right, Bill, always you. great stuff. Appreciate it. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conferences. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it is phenomenal that they have taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community, which is greatly appreciated. We also want to thank our channel sponsors one more time who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.